Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 193 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Matt. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what is going on in our own lives. Uh, Matt, it is great to see you at least virtually face to face because it's it's been a bit. It's been a minute. Yeah, you've been across the world and uh, boy, been... are my arms tired. <laughs> and I've got no excuse you... for running late. You've been up all night as and, well. <laughs> but you've also been traveling um, and we yeah. won't dive too deeply into our respective uh, travels because we are just about to talk to them because they are uh, big news. Yeah. Um, but other than the headlines that we're going to be talking, have you been? How's Jackie been? Uh, everybody's doing well. We've Great. been having fun and uh, working hard and uh, mixing the two, as always. And uh, everything's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, in, in addition to my travels for, for the magazine, I have uh, been busy with the Fringe Festival, as I mentioned in the pre-show. Uh, if you happen to be listening to this live, uh, gra- you know, jump in a car, go on down to Lock Haven Park. It's uh, your last day now, Monday, the Memorial Day. A lot of great shows still left to see. Uh, and if not, make plans to see it next year. Okay, uh, so I think that without further ado, or ado, <laughs> since we have so much stuff to do, we should just jump straight into the news in the queue. for our first piece of news in the queue this is one that we have matt here who's going to be able to talk about dark coaster the indoor straddle coaster is now open at bush gardens williamsburg and of course matt was one of the uh lucky members of the press to get to uh be there for the grand opening to experience it uh one of the first riders so just jump right in tell us all about what is dark coaster all about Dark Coaster, it's a uh, retheme of an old ride that was uh, kind of the same uh, mechanism as the Spider-Man ride at Universal uh, called Curse of Dark Castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they shut that down a few years ago for unknown reasons and um, uh, decided they, they they put some haunted uh, hollow scream houses in the in this, mm-hmm. in this space. It looked much as, as it does in the photo, just a big castle looking mm-hmm. building. Um and I think they did it for something, uh, used it for some kind of holiday event, but they decided to re-add a new ride to it. Actually, their 10th roller coaster. Um, it, you know, that that blows my mind because we think of like kind of SeaWorld and Bush Gardens as in Orlando or in Central Florida as being kind of the roller coaster parks here in, in Central Florida. But they to SeaWorld in Orlando and and Bush Gardens in Florida together, I think are are fewer coasters than just Bush Gardens Williamsburg alone. <laughs> you don't think of that as a mega coaster park, but it's like coming up, you know, it's it's almost in that Cedar Fair, Kings Island kind of kind of range. Yeah, the, yeah. Sheer, sheer coaster count. Yep. Um, and um, this one adds something that the they didn't have before, which is an indoor coaster. Yes. So it all takes place in that building in that castle um the storyline is 
little convoluted. You're uh, you're doing an exposition. Uh, ex- uh, how do you say it? <laughs> you're exploring exploration. Yeah, expedition of the uh, of the uh, the castle mm-hmm. uh, because it's sat empty for years and it's winter time at the castle. So you get on these um, uh, uh, snowmobiles. Right. So uh, you could also, you know, similar to the SeaWorld's jet ski ride. Right. Uh, you get on these snowmobile straddle coaster is what they call it. Does and, the seating uh, feel similar to Hagrid's at a Universal? It's more, it's similar to that than it is to Tron. Okay. You're so much, you're not lying on your stomach. Right. You're, you're pretty sitting much up. sitting up, but okay. your arms are outstretched holding on to the, uh, the handles if you want to hold on to the handlebars you don't even have to mm-hmm. but uh it's nice for them because uh their their parks open year round not every day year round but yep. in the winter time they can it still gets run chilly the there it gets yeah. chilly there and uh i having ha- having ridden the loch ness monster in the winter i can testify <laughs> that the outdoor coasters can can be a bit rough so this would be a great alternative yeah i remember i can remember when they first installed it and it was a big deal for a regional park a bush park to get something that was almost as good as spider-man yeah uh yeah. and but they just couldn't afford to maintain it you know it's it's a, it's one thing to build a ride like that it's another thing to keep it riding uh you know in in good condition so it's great to see they didn't just tear it down but they they repurposed it they kind of reused and the, i i will give a hint that uh some of the theming you'll see in the queue worked on by some of the very same people who uh you know from orlando who built yep. things like galaxy's edge yep um you, so yep. yeah i rec- i can recognize the uh picture of the uh the count or the, the king in the in the in the yep. pre-show oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> um and uh more importantly who cares about the ride there's a beer uh yeah. and uh brian in the chat wants to know how is the exclusive beer well um, i know you're not a huge beer no. drinker but uh did you get any feedback from people I, on, uh... I, I didn't really i tried it myself but like okay. you said i don't like beer specifically so i didn't care for it well, I, but, i'm a guinness um, man uh and this looks like a very dark uh yeah, malty dark. beer yep. so i think i would probably like that but uh, the ride itself is a um, all indoors. They call it a family coaster, but much like the Mummy, it has scary visuals inside. Oh, okay. So things come uh, out at you, and, and so we've uh, had a bunch of new indoor dark coasters in the business lately. You know, we got Tron. Um, you know, we. How do you think this ranks uh, for you? Uh, you know, obviously, it's not on the scale of the Gardens of the Galaxy. Right. It has um, it has uh, four launches, but fun wow. fact, they talk about how long the track is and, and, and on mm-hmm. the four launches, but you're actually going around the track twice. Twice. It's clever. But, they, but they, they, they do it well because you see different visuals pop up each time you go through, so you don't even realize you're going through twice. That's awesome. That, that is awesome. It, it is cool. They did it well. So you, there's actually two launches, but you go mm-hmm. on each launch twice. So four launches in the ride. And it's pretty thrilling. It's pretty thrilling. I I, enjoy, I really enjoyed it. And uh, Jackie, my wife, went as well. She liked it as well. So that's great. Um, obviously, you can never experience a roller coaster uh, through the internet uh, the same as being there. But we have the next best thing. Uh, we got rider cams. We've got POVs. We've got interviews all found on our YouTube channel. Um, I, I watched all the POVs, and yeah, I, obviously, I kind of dark roller coaster is not great in POVs, right, but you do right. get a sense 
that it seems uh, it seems a bit faster than I thought, or you know maybe it's the lighting effects in the indoors makes it no, feel pretty, faster the, than it is. The launches are, are pretty fast. Yeah. So. yeah, it looks it looks like it's got a little intensity. This is a good tween coaster. It's like your kids gotten you know a little too big for the kiddie coasters. They're maybe not quite ready for the big super looping stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah, this is a good step up. Um, in addition to that, we've also got Riptide Race at Water Country. Uh, that is a new dueling water slides, racing water slides that will open, uh, now that, uh, on the 29th, which is today is the first day of daily operations of Water Country USA, which is their water park. Yeah. And that, that ride is also at Aquatica here in Orlando. So if you've done it there, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. They're very good about cloning their slides. They get a good value for their design money. Um, if you want to experience, uh, any of these attractions or events, uh, Bush Gardens has some very reasonable annual pass prices. Uh, they got some great free benefits. So, uh, head on over to bushgardens.com for that information. And like I said, lots of great videos currently up on our YouTube channel. Uh, so find out all about it there. And not to be confused, uh, they they call their annual pass memberships. Memberships, so you're yes. Joining the mem- club, but it's not Club Thirty Three. <laughs> no, no it's not, it's not expensive. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <clears throat> Next up, we have some new details have been revealed about Disneyland's Pixar Place Hotel, and they did this just because they know that my book about Disneyland for twenty twenty four is due to the printer any day and I'm supposed to be doing the final proofreading. So of course they give us brand new details that I have to fit in the book. <laughs> Sorry, do I sound bitter? Not at all, not at all. It happens so, every year. <laughs> you, so in, you, yeah, you every year. <laughs> so in case, uh, in case you're not aware, um, you know, there is a third hotel. There are three hotels on site at uh, Disneyland. Everyone talks about the classic Disneyland hotel or they talk about the Grand Californian, which kind of sits as part of the theme park. Uh, the, the third hotel, uh, which has changed names several times over the year, doesn't get a lot of love. It wasn't built by Disney. It doesn't really feel like a Disney hotel. Uh, you know, if you're used to, uh, the Disney on-site experience at Disney World, not quite the same thing, but they're finally trying to bring it a little more into the fold. So Paradise Pier Hotel is officially Pixar Place Hotel. This is the first fully Pixar-themed hotel in the United States. They have uh, one outside of their Asian parks. Um, and bless you. Thank you. Um, this is being completed over the next few months. Uh, I had the distinct pleasure of staying there while they were mid-transformation, and it was like staying in a construction zone. <laughs> um, but the new hotel is going to have... Uh, it's already got a colorful look on the outside with uh, bold primary colors in geometric shapes that um, if you were uh, the artist Mondrian, you thought was really cool. And if you were Salvador Dali, uh, you think that this looks like a boring and pretentious pile. And um, and uh, <laughs> the uh, in addition to the exterior, the new lobby space also has Pixar imagery with uh, the Pixar lamp balancing atop a uh, ball in the lobby right about where the uh, Goofy statue used to be. Uh, new changes are also going to include a new splash pad. They've redone the um, the water slide. I watched them working on that. Uh, it's a great spot to watch the fireworks. And finally, there will actually be a place to eat. For a long time, there has been no restaurant 
but they are going to get a chain restaurant. It is called the Gla- the Great Maple Restaurant, and they specialize in chicken and waffles. Yeah, I've never stayed at this hotel under any of its names. I've walked around the lobby a little bit, and I, I last time I was there, I guess it was two or three years ago, and there. I thought it was a restaurant in the lobby. (laughs) There, there, there was for many years, there was uh, a uh, buffet kind of uh, restaurant where you could uh, have dining with Donald and then it became with stitch Mm. and uh, it closed during the pandemic and they reopened the hotel at full price but they never reopened the restaurant. And that was just kind of emblematic of, yes, you people are going to pay through the news because we're calling it a Disney hotel, but we're not even giving you a place to eat. Uh, And it, it, honestly, um, you know, I, I am able to stay there on DVC points. And if it was not for that, I don't think I would ever have considered staying there. There, The only good thing about it is it is the cheapest of the three on-site Disney hotels, and it has a private entrance directly into Pixar, uh, the Paradise Gardens area of uh, DCA. Um, That's the the only reason, but I'm going to be there. I'm going to definitely going to stay there once this renovation is complete. Uh, It definitely looks like it's going to give it a lot more color, a lot more character. Um, and hopefully this restaurant, uh, I've heard great things about it and, uh, hopefully the chain lives up to the, the other locations. So. Yeah. I, I think some of the, some of this is done already. I saw some yep. people posting some photos and people yep. complaining about it, but then with, <laughs> with the side note that it's not completely done. So, well, Hey, we're Disney watching. fans. We do not have to have something be complete before we can complain <laughs> yeah. about it. Darn it. <laughs> all yeah. right. So, uh, this is all kind of wrapping up, um, sometime by the end of this year um i am honestly i'm much more excited to stay in the new dvc uh at disneyland hotel than i am to go back and stay at this but uh you know it's an option and like i said if you are in dvc points this is the cheapest place to step to spend them on disneyland property but really before before you stay in one of these look into there's great inexpensive hotels right across the street from disneyland that you can walk that are closer than this hotel is so yeah next up heading back to orlando pipeline the surf coaster is now open um i know you and i both got a chance to ride it during previews uh it officially opened to the public grand opening ceremony on may 27th uh, they had a beachfront ribbon cutting ceremony that we have a video of. Uh, and um, I also heard, uh, I know some folks who are involved in a new little show that they have added to that area. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, on the schedule, but if you are uh, hanging out in that area this summer, uh, you might see some new uh, entertainment. You might be, th- are you thinking of the new show that they put into Nautilus Theater? Because it is well, there is themed. There is so, there is one I think there is one there and I, I also think there might be some walk around entertainment okay, uh, like right. circus stilt walkers and okay yeah and I saw some stilt walkers at the grand opening yeah and yeah tell um, yes but uh well first of all we both got a chance to ride this have you been back uh, since that preview that we yeah went okay. back for one of the pass holder days and I got so how'd that go you you gave it another shot. Yeah, uh, I think I got three rides on right. it that day, and it was much better after okay. I learned to keep my feet down. <laughs> Once you learn how to ride this ride, <laughs> yeah, it can be a really fun ride. 
Yeah, I like to look. But if you just go in, you just think, oh, I'm just going to relax. I don't have to put any work into this. You're going to pay the price, huh? Yeah. 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 I've heard people hurting their knees, and then I heard oh, the knees are the least... my body. Yeah, the um, knees are not because... the part of the anatomy that most men are worried about. <laughs> If uh, you're 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 not sitting down, but there is a little piece that goes uh, under your buttocks and yes. uh, around uh, around areas, and so if your legs are in the right. air and you get airtime and you come down, you'll come yeah. down hard on that piece. Oh, um, you will come down, but so, so hard. But if you remember to keep your feet down, yeah. every you will get airtime. You will be thrown into the air. Um, just no matter you what you do, down. you are getting airtime on yeah. that attraction. Yeah. Um, but it, yes. Don't lock your knees and kind of flex <laughs> right. your knees. Keep keep yourself bouncy. Uh, try to like kind of land on your toes and use them as shock absorbers. Uh, don't land hard on your heels. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and I really I think, think that the pre-show should be interactive where like they have like a, a surfing yeah. lesson that everyone <laughs> yeah, has to do go. before you board. There you go. Um, well, we've like I said, we've got video of the grand opening. We've got uh, you were able to take. I think you've got a POV, a reverse POV. You've even got a tiny planet on there. Right. Those always make my brain hurt. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, even if uh, even if you have doubts about uh, riding a stand-up roller coaster, you got to support the fact that they support Florida conservation. Um, that uh, you know the sea uh, see the Sorry, the Fish and Wildlife Foundation um, and uh, SeaWorld uh, are partners. Um, they are also, um, just so you know, before you head out there with the kids, minimum height requirement, 54 inches. And if you happen to be a basketball player, maximum height, 78 inches. If you are over 6'5", this is a no-go. It was close call for Theron. He's, he's only yeah. there. And I don't, I don't, we don't mean to scare you away from riding it because it's a really yeah. fun ride. It but... is, it is a totally unique <laughs> sense. There is no other coaster I've been on that gives that kind of floating ejector airtime without anything feeling like it's holding you down. And I, I will but say, but what comes up must come down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the other, the other issue is if you're really tall, those restraints can dig into your collarbone. Yeah, uh, comfort collars. I I think comfort collars were named by the same people who named military <laughs> intelligence and jumbo <laughs> shrimp. They're not that comfy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but 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 don't be scared. Give no. it a try. It's I mean, if you if you are if you are a coaster junkie, you know this is this is definitely an extreme, new, unique form of thrill that you, you got to try once. You got to do it once. Yep um all right uh next up in other sea world news every sea world in the united states has new experiences this summer uh that's uh including orlando which we've just talked about san diego and san antonio uh also have new entertainment and new coasters um we talked about the surf coaster the pipeline we've also got fireworks going on you mentioned that they've got a new uh beach show in the nautilus theater um and over in San Diego, they have their new straddle coaster, uh, very similar, as we talked about, to the dark coaster. Uh, but this one is outdoors, and yep. it's the West Coast's longest and fastest straddle coaster. The opening date is soon. It's like next week, I think. It's, I think it's the first. It might be okay, yeah, this good, week. Good. Um, this week. good. I'm glad that's been updated since we posted this article um and that uh the interesting thing about that is that has been integrated into what was their wild arctic exhibit 
And Orlando also has a wild Arctic exhibit that could use some help. Uh, which, got, which is already has construction around it. And yes. this is rumored. Very strongly rumored. Orlando, so. Absolutely. Uh, San Diego has also got uh, Rescue Junior, which is a new area with some kitty flat rides. Um, I do not I believe think... we talk about the submarine ride that used to be uh, yeah, around no, this area. I think I think part of that rescue area used to be the Sesame Street area, which they moved ah, over to their Sesame Place. Right, uh, right. Park, so. uh, it looks like we've got kind of a Dumbo spinner, we've got a rocking boat, and we've got a teacup ride, uh, all with some theming that... Um, well, we'll talk about that, that in just a little bit. Um, but that opened on May 27th. They've also got a new fireworks show that is running Fridays and Saturdays uh, now through June 17th and then nightly uh, through August 20th. A uh, new stunt show, a parade, lots of entertainment, lots of stuff, even fire dancers going mermaids. on through. Yeah, mermaids, you, you name it, uh, all going on in San Diego. And finally, last but not least... San Diego, uh, I'm sorry, SeaWorld San Antonio has a new flume coaster and a black light puppet show. Uh, but do they have Spinal Tap? Spinal <laughs> Tap goes above the puppet show. All right, that's a deep cut for those of you. I, I don't know that. but <laughs> <laughs> All right, so SeaWorld San Antonio is opening Catapult Falls. Uh, that is happening any day now, I believe. Uh, the world's first launched flume coaster. Um, it uh, summertime opening date, yeah, as of when we published this, had not yet been announced, but it is going to have a 53 degree drop at 37 miles per hour, uh, which is pretty intense. Uh, if you look at this concept art, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if that's as big as that. What was that ride? Pilgrim's Plunge uh, that was at Holiday World. Uh, but uh, that looks pretty intense. Um, yeah. And if that's a little too much for you, why don't you just go into the Sea Star Theater and chill out with Imagination? Uh, this looks a bit like the old uh, Little Mermaid blacklight uh, puppet yeah. show that uh, some folks miss. Um, but this, what makes this special? This is directed by John Tartaglia. He was on Sesame Street. He was an original cast of Avenue Q. He was in Fraggle Rock. John's the real deal. Uh, and so uh, if he's put up together a puppet show, it is going to be truly, you know, Muppet quality. Um, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, uh, they've also, uh, speaking of Muppets, they uh, also have Sesame Street there. And they've got the party parade uh, that kicked off on the 27th. And they've also got a new water ski spectacle uh, running uh, that kicking off on June 2nd. All the parks have special Memorial Day sales. Right now, you can get up to 50% off of tickets. Uh, so head to SeaWorld.com and check out the information for the park nearest you. And the San Antonio Park already has the um, straddle coaster that uh, San Diego ah, just got. So. Yes. So you get a straddle coaster and you get a straddle coaster and you get a straddle coaster. Yep. I don't know if it'll come to the Orlando Park because honestly, people are going to compare it to Hagrid's next door. Mm, and uh, if they do do it in Wild Arctic, I hope they really plus it up. Yeah. Um, heading back out to the West Coast, Knott's Berry Farm has reopened their reimagined Fiesta Village area, uh, but it's still missing one thing for right now. Uh, it does have uh, beautiful decor, authentic uh, Mexican-inspired inspired food and entertainment. 
and it's got some thrilling flat rides. Um, uh, if you're hungry, Casa California offers build your own burrito bowls um, and guacamole. Um, I hope that Chipotle doesn't come and sue them. Uh, <laughs> um, there's a new Baja Taqueria with fish tacos. There's a cantina if you want some colorful drinks, food booths, merchandise, you name it. Uh, and mariachi music. And my favorite, the Bob Baker marionettes. Uh, these guys uh, were a big influence on Jim Henson. Um, nice. Walt Disney was friends with them. Um, they are a classic part of Southern California culture. The only thing that's missing right now is Montezuma's Revenge. Uh, I'm not sure if we even mentioned that in the... Yes, we mentioned it in the... Uh, so I, I think that uh, we might have jumped the gun here a little in the article. Montezuma's Revenge was supposed to be uh, open. It is, yeah, it, it is now open at a later date. Later date, not this year. <laughs> um, you know, this is a classic uh, shuttle coaster. It's kind of a boomerang model, but uh, inside a highly themed building. Uh, it was aging. It has, uh, you know, hardware that is older than most of the people who are listening to this podcast. So, um apparently when it reopens it's supposed to have some randomized elements with different lighting and sound and different mm. uh, launch options nice um hopefully that will still happen um but while you're waiting for that to reopen there are tons of other attractions uh, lots of other great coasters at knott's berry farm um, and you can also return enjoy the return this summer of ghost town alive uh which is uh, if you never got a chance to uh, uh, experience the uh, legends of Frontierland. They ran briefly at Disneyland, which eventually became a lot of elements of Galactic Star Cruiser. Rest in peace. Um, then uh, Ghost Town Alive at Knott's Berry Farm is the next best thing. It is like a live action role playing uh, inside uh, the theme park, and it's really, really cool. So check all of that out uh, at knots.com. Um, Brian, uh, just chirping in, in the, in the comments, he sadly missed the opportunity was out there for the Fiesta village, but he got to see Boysenberry Fest. And I got to tell you, Knott's does those food festivals, right? Uh, you better like Boysenberry though, because Boysenberry's in everything. <laughs> yep. All right. And for our last piece of news in the queue, Nickelodeon hotels and resorts, believe it or not, are coming back to Orlando. This was not something I had on my bingo card uh, for years. We had the Nickelodeon hotel with the time capsule and the, the rides and the characters and the slime gusher, and it all went away. But now it's coming back at Everest Place, which is a development really, really close to Walt Disney World. There's going to be shopping, there's going to be dining, and multiple hotels, including a brand new Nickelodeon hotel and resort. Yeah, this uh, it's over off 192, kind of close to uh, Margaritaville, um, and in, it, with any with anything that's this far out from being mm -hmm. built, you know, things could change. We we hope the Nickelodeon hotel comes like as planned. Mm -hmm. that, that's the plan right now. And they have cleared land. So that's a good sign. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, you can see this is very ambitious. This is a huge development. I mean, they got a, a massive lake. Um, it's it's not just um, for tourists because it's going to have condominiums, 
hotel rooms. It's going to have rental apartments, uh, which is something we really need in this area, especially hopefully these will be affordable rental apartments. Um, and most importantly, it's going to have a really quick access. You get the the uh, the 429 right there. It's kind of like in the back door of um, you can see it's right behind Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, you know, a lot. Most of the you know hotels and things you, I drive, it's all kind of on the east and to the the northeast of Disney where most people stay. And this is where you get a huge amount of traffic. You know, just trying to get down this little stretch of I four right here is. Yeah. yeah. If you stay on the west side of Disney, as long as you're north of Champions Gate, you're not around that Champions Gate area. This is almost an ideal place if you just want to be able to zip straight into the parks and right back. Out. Yeah, and 192 does get backed up sometimes. In the yeah, season. yeah, uh, that's the only. That is true, that but this 429 is like right. this, this here is a godsend to yeah. avoiding traffic. So, one of your options, uh, and the multiple hotels are going to be in this area. Um, these uh, photos obviously do not represent the what we're necessarily getting it's uh other nickelodeon resorts around the world but right you know they they're gonna have a slime pool um they're gonna have character dinings <laughs> and meet and greets uh we we don't know the specifics um but we can assume that this is going to be like a whole nickelodeon themed uh experience uh not unlike uh nickelodeon riviera maya which we've got some great uh videos of on our youtube site um if you don't have the kids with you and you want something a little more adult. Uh, there's also going to be Misk Orlando, which uh, is uh, Shazah Hotel Brands uh, luxury hotel inspired by the opulent Emiratis lifestyle. Emirates, <laughs> which you know sorry. about, right? <laughs> Just a little. Uh, so if you want to experience uh, what it's like being in Dubai, honestly, they cannot recreate the Dubai lifestyle in Orlando humidity. This, yeah. lo this looks beautiful in this photograph, uh, but uh, unless there is a dome sucking the moisture out of the air. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we will get to that in just yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, Everest Place is a really big, uh, really big project. You can find out more about it at everestplace.com. Uh, they've got some videos. Um yeah, uh, hey, maybe you want to invest in this. Maybe you want to, uh, you know, buy some retail or a maybe condo. Maybe you want to live there. I'm sure, uh, you know, it really is. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to imagine the scope of how big this is. Uh, maybe our friend Bio will uh, go up <laughs> in a helicopter and yeah. uh, give a, us a bird's eye view. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... That brings us uh, to the end of the news in the queue. Uh, we still have a huge main attraction to talk about. Uh, before we get to that, it is time for us to hear a quick word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at MEI-Travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! 
All right. Well, you wanted the best. <laughs> you got the best. We are going to talk about the single greatest um, thing I've gotten to do as a journalist for Attractions Magazine. Thank you so, Matt, so, so much, Matt, for taking the Dark Coaster trip and sending Theron and I uh, halfway around the world to the UAE, something that I uh, had always dreamed about doing, did not think was going to happen anytime soon. Um, to attend the grand opening of SeaWorld Abu Dhabi. Um, we said earlier that all the sea park, SeaWorld parks were getting something new. Well, this is a whole new... <laughs> this is a whole new SeaWorld park. And this is honestly, if your idea of what SeaWorld is, is visiting any of the, the parks that exist in the United States, this is simply on a completely uh, different level. Uh, I want to start, before we get any deeper... Um, Thank you uh, to Morale for hosting us and having us out there. Um, and uh, their PR firm, uh, Ilya, great job. Um, everyone on their team. Um, and, uh, you know, thank you to uh, basically everyone in that country for being so incredibly friendly, so hospitable. Um, there were, you know, seven or eight of us journalists that they brought out. And we were not the important people there. There were the royal family was there there were you know ceos of trillion dollar companies and people who are very 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 important in the world were there and they treated us like we were just as important as them um they showed us nice. the most amazing hospitality um everyone was so kind so friendly um and i gotta say even when i was not in the middle of a press group when i was just walking around and just like any other tourist um everyone i encountered there it was the kind of, you know, pixie dust, uh, customer service, um, hospitality that we used to get here in Orlando back in the 80s that, that made Orlando famous. Um, that, you know, people were like, everyone is so happy and so friendly. That's that's what it was like. So thank wow. you so much to, to SeaWorld um, and to everyone there for just treating us so, so well. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we had, we had, you know, when you, when you're going over there, of course, you hear all the horror stories and you, oh my gosh, I, they don't allow this. They don't allow that. You got to watch this. You got to wear long I, pants. And, and I, I think, you know, I, I would really like to talk at the, at the end of this a okay. little bit about, you know, what it's like to travel there. And we are, we're doing a series of videos and articles. Um, if, if this is something that you thought about and never really considered, it is something that you can do. Um, it is not nearly as scary as intimidating. And uh, I'll talk about that a little at, at the end. But first, let's yeah. actually talk about what yeah. they have done in this place. Yeah. Um, we got to attend the grand opening, and we could probably spend an hour just talking about this grand opening ceremony. Well, I've been there right the, now. <laughs> I've been there for the grand openings of the Wizarding Worlds of Harry Potter on both right. coasts and other you know big theme park things nothing like this grand opening um, wow. it had uh an emirati uh, superstar singer hussein al me i'm sorry if i mispronounced it a uh, scottish recording artist read 120 piece live orchestra on stage but no what what blew my mind was the drone dolphins <laughs> there were giant life-sized dolphins made out of mylar balloons that had drones attached to them that were flying 
a pod of them over our heads. Wow. Uh, and that was after just the normal drones, because because normal drones aren't enough anymore. We can have a fleet, <laughs> we, we can get that anytime on a you know uh, Royal Caribbean cruise ship. Uh, drones right, no big right. deal. Dolphin drones are the new hotness. <laughs> so uh, the most over the top um, opening for a theme park thing, and then uh, we were given three days: uh, a press day, a preview day a uh, grand opening celebration day, and then the official first day for the public. We got to be there all three days, got to see everything in the park. We even got to see some stuff that I am still under embargo uh, and still oh, waiting really? for uh, permission to officially talk about. Um, but we got, we got to be, <laughs> if you've ridden the Simpsons ride, we got to be like Neil Armstrong or Chewbacca and to be the first people <laughs> to ride this moon thing. Uh, <laughs> and, and we won't get into it, but you also yeah. got to go to Warner Brothers. We, and, oh, my uh, God. Ferrari we, we, World. we could do a whole hour on all of the theme parks that are there. Um, wow. And uh, they are all they are all worthy uh to, you know as someone who is an orlando theme park fan who is very high standards who is very skeptical about how good a theme park that's indoors could really be like right it you know i've been to the mall of america they got some nice rides but i don't know if i really call it theme park because you still feel like you're in the middle of the mall these genuinely are theme parks wow. um, and they generally are themed experiences and they've got stuff that if you know if you're a fan of islands of adventure um warner brothers world is like going to an alternate universe like a what if version of what if ioa if they had gotten dc and looney tunes instead of marvel and beetle bailey <laughs> it's it's craziness but uh thank you redirect me keep redirecting me back to sea world um uh, because yeah, yeah so sea world is what happens if SeaWorld does not have to worry about uh, their shareholders or their stock price or making a quarterly profit, if someone walks up to SeaWorld and says, we love what you do, we know you care about animals, imagine you had an unlimited amount of money, all the best people in the world, what could you do? Wow. And then just do it. Yeah. Uh, $1.2 billion, and it is all in one under one roof. All of that money went directly into building the single greatest animal care facility uh, ever on the planet. And I'm saying this as someone who has a very uh, mixed relationship with SeaWorld personally. Um, I, you know, my, my dad was a marine biologist and mm. I went, grew up every summer going to the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute um, where they studied uh, the marine life off of uh, Massachusetts and, and that, you know, that education and that, um, you know, preserving species is really important to me. At the same time, I have very close friends who worked at SeaWorld who were traumatized by blackfish um, mm. and who have shared with me stories about things that don't make me happy about what happens uh, because it's stuff is happening behind the curtain and, you know, you never know. The, this is SeaWorld doing, you know, there is there is always going to be um, a certain percentage of people who say there is no way whatsoever to have any animal in captivity responsibly, period, right. and stop. And right. if you believe that, I, I'm i not going to argue with you. Right. Don't, go to, don't go to SeaWorld. But if you think that there is any way to do it right, it's got to be this way. 
Mm. Um, because, uh, you know, number one, there are no orcas. The only shamus are in stuffed animals and in videos. That's the only whales you're going to see here. Um, they're not trying to, to stuff an orca into a tank. But what they the tanks that they do have for the marine mammals they have, like walruses and um, dolphins, it is so far beyond anything you've seen in America or anywhere else around the world to see dolphins swimming in a tank that is the size of an American football field where wow. you look from one side to the other and you can barely see the end of it. And knowing that that tank is almost as deep as it is wide and they can go and and there isn't a separate tank for their show and for where they live in the sense that they if they're in the middle of a show and they get bored, there's nothing ever stopping them from leaving. There's no gates preventing them from going back to their hiding holes or whatever so and, they have complete freedom at all times and when you say tank we're not talking about it, a big there is no pool. that's the thing this place there is no concrete ditches there are no bleacher you know metal bleachers everything in this entire place is designed to look as natural as possible and it's theron you know he points it out in a video and uh, he did a great interview with scott cook who was the ceo this is the first theme park we have been in, the two of us, where every single thing you walk in and you see this piece of art and, oh, that's just concept art. It's not really going to look that like that in real. No, it looks like that in real life. Every single piece of concept art that you see for this park that you're like, oh, it's it's not going to be that. It is that. Um, the, you know, when you... Uh, go to a place like Wild Arctic, um, which I think Wild Arctic is one of the best uh, indoor at SeaWorld Orlando, um, how it's all been sculpted to look like, uh, you know, where the animals naturally live. Take that and plus it times 20 for each of these. Um, I mean, the best example is the endless ocean. Uh, imagine Sea Base Alpha at uh, Epcot's The Seas Pavilion. And basically stack three or four of those on top of each other and then stack three or four of those next to each other. Wow. The largest single tank that humankind has ever built on the planet. Um, uh, holding um, something like s over 7 million gallons of water, 60 and feet deep. Uh, you have you really uh, hearing me talk about it doesn't do it justice. Even, you have even to watch watching the, the videos. The videos. Don't do it justice, I'm it's, sure. it's really hard to get a sense of the scale when you see right. things like um, uh, the Oculus, uh, this giant spherical window. This is not just a a round window, but it is a half dome that is pushed into the water, so you can lean in and sort of be completely surrounded. And this is many stories tall. This is wow. you know. Uh, this is 20 yards deep if you're <laughs> European or Canadian. Um, and everywhere you look, it, it doesn't end. There are no seams where there's like, this is a really well-decorated area. And this just looks like 1970s stucco, like a large part of SeaWorld Orlando. Every single thing is themed. And it's so imaginative. Um, I got to say, uh, this starfish, dancing starfish, <laughs> Sea Star is, he is the breakout hit of this. <laughs> uh, one of the most bizarre and entertaining uh, <laughs> walk around characters that I've ever seen. And that kind of 
uh, creativity and imagination. Um, a lot of really talented people from Orlando who I ran into at the beer tent tonight just came back from doing all this. Um, this some of the same folks. Uh, if you have ever seen the Longshoreman at um, mm -hmm. uh, SeaWorld Orlando, yeah. uh, the same folks who are behind them um, helped. Uh, uh, there's a connection. It all ties together. Worked right. on entertainment here here at SeaWorld. Um, and we haven't even gotten to the rides. Mm. Uh, the fact that I can talk this long about a theme park without mentioning any rides shows you how incredible the environments are. But, uh, you know, uh, there are three theme parks there. If you are a roller coaster junkie, you go there for Ferrari World. If you are a simulator and a dark ride person, you go to Warner Brothers World. SeaWorld is primarily about the animals, and they've said that they don't want the focus to be on thrills. But they've got one of the best roller coasters that I've been on all year. Uh, it is called Manta. SeaWorld sure loves that name, Manta. But I, I, I tell you a secret. I think this is the best Manta on earth. Mm. Um, it is, uh, it is not as extreme uh, as the, there's nothing as extreme as the pretzel loop on the flying Manta that we have here in Orlando that right. crushes my organs into jelly <laughs> yeah. every time. Right. But this is an Intamin blitz launch coaster. And the best way of describing uh, Manta in Abu Dhabi is imagine the first half of um the Velocicoaster at Islands of Adventure. Take that and then double it and then double it again. So you've wow. got three first halves of a Velocicoaster back to back to back with three launches, lots of inversion, um, not lots of inversions, several inversions, but lots of airtime, ejector airtime, stall airtime, hanging airtime. Um, and it all weaves in and out of coral and rock work and uh, a shipwreck. Wow. Um, and then I, in... see, I see this one, uh, the picture, <laughs> you're outside, but does it start inside? Yes, this is the neat part about it. So uh, everything at SeaWorld uh, Abu Dhabi is indoors, thank God, and air-conditioned, uh, perfectly temperature-controlled. So you walk through a very elaborate indoor queue, and you have a, a beautiful loading station. And as you're pulling out of the loading station, you actually go past uh, part of the aquarium. So you can see fish and animals swimming past you. And then you go into a launch tunnel. And <laughs> the door opens up at the end of the launch tunnel. And this blast of light and hot air hits you <laughs> just as you launch right out of the tunnel. And it seals right up before <laughs> behind you to keep the AC in the building. Right. Um, I will say that uh, between this and especially riding Formula Rosa at Ferrari World, which is the world's fastest roller coaster, also a launch coaster that launches out of the building, I now know what a French fry in my air fryer feels like. <laughs> it you They give you, um, at Formula Rosa, they give you goggles to wear because otherwise your eyeballs would just turn into raisins. And I highly, highly recommend uh, if you wear glasses, bring a glasses strap or bring like uh, sports mm. goggles or something uh, because they did not let me wear my gla glasses, which are like prescription sunglasses. When we did it at midday, it was so bright. I had to ride like this. I could not even open my eyes because they're just streaming tears. We went back again at the end of the day, just as the sun was setting. And it was one of the most 
beautiful rides I've ever oh, had. Nice. Nice. Head choppers, lots of tight, close calls, and they're not even done yet. There's still landscaping that's going to be done. I believe there's a, a water feature that's probably being installed. I mean, yes, you are in the desert, um, but even though the the theming was probably only three quarters of the way done when we ride when we rode, it was still one of the best themed <laughs> coasters outside of a Hagrid's. And yeah. then what other kind of rides did they have? So they do have um, uh, several kitty uh, flat rides. Um, they're uh, Zamperlas. Um, they're kind of models that you've seen at other parks, but they've been plussed. Uh, and like you can see here, they've got a little uh, a flyer here um, that uh, it has a um, sea turtle theme. They've got a, t a spinning tugboat that's got an octopus theme. Um, they've got a uh, jellyfish drop tower that uh, is interesting. It's one of these kitty, you know, kind of frog hopper drop towers, mm -hmm. but it's spin. The whole thing spins while it's going up and down. So oh, nice. uh, it's a little different than the typical one. And they have uh, a kind of a Zamperla. Um, I don't know if it's called a roller skater, but it's a kitty roller coaster. Um, it's gentle. It's 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 cute. Very slow loading, um, but they do let you take two laps around uh, for one wait in line. So that's nice. nice. Um, the ride that I can neither confirm nor deny that I experienced may or may not be called the Hypersphere. Um, Intamin, I will say, I can say that for many years now, Intamin has been showing off a prototype at IAPA and looking for someone to purchase a prototype at IAPA that is a, a spherical simulator, not a dome, not a curve screen, but a 360 degree ball mm. that is screen everywhere. And where the guests sit in seats in a ring around the circumference facing into the dome, and the entire ring is capable of spinning like a Gravitron and then also tilting like a madhouse interesting, interesting. Uh, like i said cannot confirm or deny <laughs> yet they might have something like that eventually but <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh enough said for right now uh look for more on that in, and, the, near, uh, we, in the near we... future we're working on getting an official POV for the roller coaster. They wouldn't yes. allow any cameras on the ride. Yeah, but... so they um, there were some folks who were with us who felt it was better to beg forgiveness than ask permission. <laughs> uh, we we openly wore our GoPros, uh, and we're, each time we're told, no GoPro, no GoPro, no GoPro. Um, apparently, I need to invest in some glasses that have <laughs> little cameras built in. Oh, we, we like, uh, or maybe we like just have maybe just have my eyeball removed uh, <laughs> and uh, get, get a chip in, uh, put in. Yeah, there you go. Um, I will try that for the next time. But I think um, I think we're working on. Like I said, we hope that they'll they'll give us a, a official POV. Yes, yes, hopefully. Um, but uh, you know, even uh, that we do have off ride uh, video of that, and uh, we have so many videos. We took terabytes of videos, hours yeah. and hours of 4K video. We have what we think is the best uh, tour because there are just a handful of journalists who were there with the CEO. Uh, and the, the lead designer for a detailed walk around every land. And we had him mic'd up for uh, perfect audio. Plus, we had a second camera there to do multi 
I don't think you're going to find a better guided tour. So if you want to see what this is about, get on our YouTube channel and just start clicking. Yeah, and we um, have uh, we have each each what land what they call realms. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a different tour of each one. So. Absolutely, um, and we also uh, we have full video that's going to be posting. We got the entire sea lion show, um, which does not have Clyde and Seymour or a mime. But it does strike a really great balance between it's, you know, it's not as silly as the old Sea Lion High shows, but it's not as super educational as the current shows that they have. It's a great mix. Um, the Dolphin Show is beautiful. It's got live drumming and beautiful uh, lighting and effects um, and all those full shows uh, all going up on our channel as soon as theron can he still hasn't caught up from sleep oh, i'm yeah, sure no. he's and been then, just editing non-stop um, yeah. and, uh, and then the mix i don't know if you heard of the in the mix of uh after he got back home from abu dhabi he uh, had a leak in his house i i, I wasn't gonna out him uh because i know he's very private <laughs> well, well, and he yeah, doesn't well, like uh wasn't his but, fault but... no 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 but it's, it's send your thoughts and prayers to theron <laughs> yeah. he is he and his family have had a really uh he's he's had a rough rough yeah. week what a what a terrible time to get a leak when you leave town but uh anyway yeah. not not he's, good he's, not he's, good time he's already getting back on track so so um, um we are going to be having a i'm going to be working on on some articles uh about how you can do this yourself um and i will I will start out with a disclaimer. Um, yes, we were we were hosted. We were taken there uh, as press um, that they arranged everything. Um, and uh, I am a cisgender white male um, that gives me certain privileges in terms of traveling that if you know, if you're a person of color or, or if you're a woman, if you're not cisgender, um, you might not feel the same way as I do. And I'm not I'm not dismissing your feelings at all. Right. But what I will say is that I had a lot of preconceptions, um, you know, as an American, as a Jewish person about what it would be like traveling to uh, the Middle East, traveling to an Arab country. And I really felt it was one of the most welcoming, hospitable. I felt comfortable. I felt safe. Um, I felt like I'd I didn't feel lost even even when I wasn't with uh, a group um, on a, a purely practical level all the signage is in english every single person i encountered spoke fluent english uh and and at least two other languages um because most people in the rest of the world in hospitality do speak at least we're the only ones who pretty much only speak one language i was able to use apple pay i i never pulled out my wallet i used my apple watch everywhere i went they also take google pay everywhere um didn't have to worry about exchange rates at all um uber worked just like it did at home um, my at&t phone i paid an extra 10 bucks a day for international other than that my speed was fine i had perfect connectivity it was it really was not other than the fact that the flight took 15 hours to get there right. uh it was like traveling to texas or traveling to arizona um everything just in fact probably better than traveling to texas or arizona because there's public transportation that worked um there is you know we there are free buses when you're in, on yas island which is the resort island it's like being on disney property in the sense that there's free transportation everywhere everyone is tourism oriented um they will help you get around and you you can just feel like you're on vacation 
Um, uh, but the difference is that Yas Island is even bigger than Disney World and growing at a massive, massive rate. Um, there's a lot to do there, um, whether you are, you know, like I said, into roller coasters or into family rides, um, into shopping, uh, <laughs> into dining. People there know how to eat. Some of the greatest restaurants that I've ever been to. And the thing that surprised me more than anything is how inexpensive it is. Uh, if you are, if you are not already living in Orlando and have an annual pass to the Orlando theme parks, do the math. I guarantee, even including the airfare, a trip to Abu Dhabi for a week and visiting their theme parks and staying in a five-star hotel and eating great food will cost you less money than staying at a moderate hotel on wow. site at Disney and waking up at 7 a.m. to try to get Genie Plus <laughs> and eating quick service dining all day. Wow. Uh, I'm just just to give you uh, kind of a mind-blowing taste um, from to fly from Orlando uh, direct to Dubai on Emirates airline costs about fourteen hundred dollars, um, which is a lot of money, but it's about the same. It's very similar if you were going to fly to Japan or if you were going to fly to Disneyland Paris or one of those. It's comparable. Um, but your hotel room, my 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 five star W hotel room that include breakfast and dinner was one hundred and thirty dollars a day with tax. Wow. Um, a, a, a 20 minute Uber ride to the parks costs six dollars. A bottle of water costs less than a dollar. Wow. Uh, a sushi lunch costs less than ten dollars. The only thing that is Orlando prices is inside the theme parks themselves. Uh, a, a one day ticket to one of the parks costs a hundred dollars. Uh, an annual pass to all three of their parks is three hundred dollars. Um, Matt, I got you a hat. This is your trucker hat. <laughs> Thank it's you. Sea World Abu Dhabi that costs $25. Yeah, so, nice. a, still a little cheaper than an Orlando park prices. The Ferrari World was definitely the most expensive in terms of they wanted like $40 for a hat. But it was like wow. Ferrari hat. So I'm sure if you go somewhere, you can easily pay $100 for something with Ferrari branding on it if you go to, you know, one of their dealerships. So um, definitely very affordable, especially food. And um, and there's lots of free things to do, too. I went and visited the Grand Mosque. Uh, Theron did as well, which is uh, just a cultural treasure. I've been to the Vatican, and I would say that that it was in some ways even more impressive than the Vatican in Rome. Wow. And it was completely free to visit. And they were so welcoming um, to anyone of any religion. Uh, and I will say, um, as uh, you know, as a man, I didn't really have to be concerned about how I was dressing or presenting myself. Um, but even uh, the women who were with us on the trip, uh, women I saw around, um, you know, you are not forced to wear a veil. No one is forcing anyone to, to, uh, when you, when people went to the mosque at the mosque, uh, they did have, you know, no bare arms, no bare legs, wear something over your hair. That's no different than in this country. If you went to, into church or if you went to a, a Jewish synagogue, they would ask you to do the exact same thing. Um, but going out in the mall, um, women wearing shorts, women wearing short sleeves, uh, you know, the only thing we didn't see, uh, we didn't see anyone wearing um, like tights or like yoga pants. Yeah. Um, not necessarily 
a bad thing. I, I don't I don't know if it's just a it's I don't think it's a law. I think it's just a cultural thing that people just don't do that. But people wore you know, jeans and T-shirts and shorts and looked just like they do in any other mall anywhere in the United States. Um, but the difference was that all the prices were way cheaper and all of the store employees were way friendlier. <laughs> uh, now, um, um, when you hear of that area, you often hear about Dubai. You don't hear about Abu Dhabi yeah. too much, but I think there were an hour car drive away. From yeah, so I, I I did not totally understand the geography before, before going over there. Uh, UAE stands for United Arab Emirates. And they're basically a series of little city states. Um, it's it's kind of like uh, if Orlando had you know was its own state and Tampa was its own state. So I flew into Dubai because that's the only uh, airport where you can go direct from Orlando. And it was an hour and a quarter drive on the smoothest, most perfectly engineered highway that I have ever seen, and as you drive in that hour and a quarter from Dubai to Abu Dhabi, you see building after building that looks like the Disney movie Tomorrowland. <laughs> you, it, they are building the future out there. It is like being in a science fiction movie to see these cranes that are taller than any crane you've ever seen. You know, uh, I grew up around New York City and it makes New York City look small and dingy. Wow. Um, it, it, just the scope of it. You see the Burj Khalifa, which is the world's tallest building, the one that uh, Tom Cruise climbed on in the Mission Impossible movie. But next to it are other buildings that are going up that are not quite that tall, but dwarf anything that we have here. Wow. Uh, and it just it keeps going the whole way. They're, they're just nonstop. Um, and an easy hour and a quarter ride. Um, uh, the cars out there, Every car that I was in was either a hybrid or an electric, um, you know, for a com country that originally got all their money from oil, they have clearly said, we think oil is going away and we are putting all our investment in green energy and tourism because um, their plan is, is that, you know, fossil fuels are, you know, have to, they, they recognize that fossil fuels have to end and they are not just doubling down on pumping more and more, but trying to use the resources they've got to transition to something else, which I think is, is a great idea. And, and, and for those that don't know, this is an official SeaWorld park, but it is owned by a separate company, it, uh, a separate person. And similar mm -hmm. to Tokyo Disneyland, that's exactly everybody right. talks about how amazing it is. Cause they put so much money into it. This is a similar situation. You know, uh, I mentioned that interview with Scott Cook uh, that Theron did. He, he he asked some really great questions. And one of the things that Scott told us uh, was that this was kind of the first time in his career uh, as CEO of SeaWorld. You think he's very powerful. He can make all sorts of decisions. He's got a, he's got bosses. He's, he's always had a board of directors. He's always had shareholders to answer to. He said, this is the first time in my career where I didn't have to justify a budget. And I didn't have to say, why do we have to spend the money on this? They just said, what is the best thing you can imagine? And here's the check. Go and do it. Wow. Um, and yeah, SeaWorld doesn't operate it or own it. You know, if SeaWorld went out of business tomorrow, this could still keep going exactly as it is because they pay, they give SeaWorld the money for the licensing fee um, for, you know, they pay their people. And I will say that um, having spoken with uh, people who are working either directly for SeaWorld or who are working for one of their subcontractors, uh, they, 
a lot of the biggest names in the theme park design business, uh, PC, uh, PGAV, Holloviz, Thinkwell, people who built for uh, Disney and Universal are the people who who built this too, and uh, they had nothing but great things to say about you know how well they were treated. Um, like you know, they they genuinely wanted to know what's the best we can do, and let's just do it. Nice. And uh, the the one the last thing that I really wanted to touch on that I forgot talking about all this from an entertainment a tourism point of view but what this is really about is survival of species that might not have anywhere to go in the wild in just a few years um, this the, the sea world theme park is only one part of the building the building also contains the yas island marine research center and rescue center which is sea world's new worldwide global you know, we, we hear all the time about some animal being rescued and taken to SeaWorld Orlando or SeaWorld San Diego. The ones that no one else can help, this is going to be the ultimate facility, like where they they take the hardest cases or they take, um, you know, and they uh, have bio-sealed the building. So the, the everything that's on the research and rescue side is there's like not a molecule, not a virus can transfer between the two. But it is also all completely transparent. There's a glass wall built between. So any guest at any time can go in and look into the tanks, look into the surgery wing, look into the rehabilitation rooms. They can You can watch them do CT scans and x-rays. You can watch them in the kitchen making all of the food. Wow. It's like it's radical transparency that that their their rescue facility was built so that every single place where an animal could be there's no shutters there's no um curtains um they were tell telling us about a time they have a similar um much much smaller uh facility at bush gardens in tampa where you can look in and see them right. doing things and if you've ever been to disney's animal kingdom you know right. the where you take the train out and you can see little windows and so imagine that, but the size of a hospital. Wow. And um, and they said, you know, we decided no curtains, no shutters, no way to, to usher the guests out because we once had it happen in um, in Bush Gardens where there was a breach birth and it was getting messy. There was a lot of blood. And we said, well, we want to shield the guests from this. So we bring down a curtain, but the curtain doesn't go all the way to the bottom. It can't completely seal. So now all these horrified guests are seeing is blood splashing on the floor <laughs> and said that yeah. that was worse than them being able to see everything. We say, right. yeah. you know, it's nature. It's what happens. We're going to let let people see so they don't think that we're hiding anything. Um, and I, I really feel like they took to heart all the lessons from, you know, hard lessons from Blackfish, from all the animal rights groups and are kind of like, you know, we're going to call we're going to kind of call your bluff it's like we are going to do everything that we could possibly do short of not existing short of just quitting and walking away right this is everything you could possibly ask for i feel like they've done nice. so um i almost got get a little emotional talking you know because some of this stuff is not going to exist anywhere else you know i'm looking at the walruses who are in the uh the arctic area and how they how they've set the lighting and they've got uv and ua so that's the exact lighting that they would have back home it's the exact temperature they would have back home it's the exact food they would have back home they've got all this space and i'm just thinking you know i i 
I feel about all their cousins who this this is this is all that's going to be left in 20 years, maybe mm. that, that, you know, that we won't be able to say, oh, well, it's not as good as them being in the wild because there won't be a wild for them to be in. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think that it is we can have a, a debate about the fact that this could only be built because it came from money that came from the thing that's destroying the habitat <laughs> that it gives. So it's like this huge, vicious circle. But, you know, if we can't stop the circle, then I mean, maybe the next best thing we can do is to try to preserve a little piece of it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it really is, it's like being in a science fiction movie. Like you, like you read books about like, you know, aliens trying to preserve a piece of the planet mm -hmm. after the apocalypse or whatever, <laughs> you know, we're putting humanity in a bottle. And <laughs> right. that's that, I feel like that's what this is for, for, for marine life. Um, and it, it makes me kind of terrified, but also kind of hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. So, I heard I heard you can even get a suntan in that one. You can. Yeah, they've got the UV cranking. Indoors. Um, yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Um so uh I actually think um that I we have a new feature that has been added uh since I was here last, uh, which is that we take a look at some of the comments. And I know some comments have popped in uh while we were talking um and brian sager uh he is obsessed with this new park i'm right with you i i this was low on my radar i did not think there's something i was ever going to do um and now i am i'm kind of becoming an evangelist uh i was walking around the fringe festival the last few days and every you know i'm wearing my sea world abu dhabi hat as 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 one does right right and every person who asks about it um I, you know, I kind of like become an evangelist and like, you can do this. You can like, I would recommend having a travel agent because I think that it would be how it's always helpful if you're in a totally different part of the world, but I will mouse fan travel. Uh, Emmy, <laughs> absolutely. MEI mouse fan travel. They, can um, help you. They, they will absolutely help you. Um, I've done, you know, the Disneyland Paris trip. Um, and I found all of that much more intimidating and confusing as a, an American um, and even though, uh, and still great public transportation there and stuff, and it's not that hard, but this was so much more seamless. Everything was just seamless. Um, uh, thank you, uh, Brian, for doing that deep dive and watching all of our videos. Uh, and they're not all up. I'm yeah, sure they're not up yet. Yeah. More to come. More to come. Um, but you basically got it right. Tokyo Disney treatment for customer service, uh, 100%. Um, Something else that makes it very much like Tokyo Disney is SEA. Uh, if you're a fan of, uh, of Tokyo Disney, you know oh, the Society of uh, Explorers and Adventures. Um, SeaWorld also has their own SEA or C that they have also copyrighted. Uh, their version stands for uh, Scientists, Explorers and Adventures or, or Science. I don't know. But uh, it is, they've gamified the entire park. Um, this is uh, sort of maybe kind of like the Star Wars data pad that they have at Galaxy's Edge, but it takes place across the entire park. You get a free RFID card from one of these kiosks. And you kind of, uh, it's like a role-playing game where you create your own character. You like answer certain questions about your personality and it puts you on a team uh, and you have different stats and points and it gives you quests. Uh, and it tells you, go to this realm, and some of the quests are finding hidden objects and tapping your card next to them, and it makes them light up. 
Some of it is going to like a computer or some interactive thing and playing a game and getting points for that. Um, and if you accumulate a certain number of points, it unlocks bigger, you know, higher and higher levels to the point where like uh, if you go into the Rocky Point area where all the sea lions are, there's a giant um, a life-size lighthouse. And if you've solved enough uh, games, you can go up and activate the lighthouse. And no, turn that's it cool. um, uh, so it's things uh, similar to uh, Meow Wolf uh, in, in Las Vegas does a similar thing with an RFID card. And, but it all ties into science and ecology and learning about the animals uh, and makes it into a game that you can come back multiple times uh, and it tracks your progress over time. Uh, it's really sophisticated, uh, a lot more um, to it than the, the kind of gamification that, um, that Disney has done. I, I'd say it's even uh, more layers than the uh, power-up bands at Super Nintendo, mm. uh, something I barely had the time to scratch. Uh, Anyway, uh, other comments, Brian, uh, Endless Ocean is bonkers. Um, there's There were points where we were walking through tunnels into the middle of it, and you just look in every direction, and you just feel like you're in the middle of the ocean. Uh, it is the closest thing I've ever done to scuba diving uh, while staying dry. Um, uh, and uh, John is saying... Uh, <laughs> My primary vocation loses me privileges, but my friends who have been loved it. Uh, oh, I gotcha. Uh, yes, John is a Christian pastor. And I will say that as uh, we had um, our one of our lead uh, PR people were with, it was a, a devout Christian uh, who wore a cross and had absolutely no problem. She lives there. And um going to the grand mosque um there are signs in in english in arabic in you know every language on earth saying tolerance saying uh interfaith um saying coexistence um they were so so welcoming um uh and i never felt any kind of uh religious proselytization you know the the only thing that uh identifies things as muslim is you can't get uh real bacon everything was uh made with turkey bacon um and i'm okay with that i'm not a big bacon either uh either um but uh there was no there really the the i would say I've, you know, I've gone to uh, religious places, um, I've, like I said, the Vatican, I've, I've gone to big churches, big synagogues all over the world. And I've always felt like uh, there was a lot more telling me about the religion at all of those places. Going to the mosque was simply about kind of being in awe of the architecture and the art. Uh, and it, it just, it felt like a cultural experience, but I didn't feel like I was being asked anything religiously um so i was i really i just felt very comfortable very welcomed um and i you know uh, we talk a lot lately not maybe not so much on this podcast but there's a lot of things politically going on in florida right now um depending on what minority you are part of uh it can be a very scary time yeah uh, i know the naacp put out a statement you know warning uh people that you know maybe you don't not safe to come to florida right now because things are going on i 
never felt unsafe. I, there are times when I do feel unsafe in my own town right now, to be perfectly honest. Never felt unsafe for a minute in, in, in Dubai or Abu Dhabi. Yeah, and Theron said the same thing. And then yeah. if you want to hear more from Theron yeah. and Seth, they're going to do a dedicated podcast at some point we're gonna we'll do a deep dive and we will talk and we'll talk about i would i want to talk about uh warner brother world uh they are adding a harry potter expansion and uh they've they've promised to bring us back for that uh because uh, i think that's based on what they've already done that's gonna be something special yeah yeah all right. Well, um, like I mentioned at the top, I have had about four hours of sleep and I have uh, less than an hour to get to my next oh, no. Fringe show because it is the last day of the Fringe. I'm uh, going to keep going till midnight. All right. Let's Yay. wrap it up. <laughs> so let's wrap this thing up. Um, thank you, everyone, for your comments. Uh, before we go, we want to thank once again our sponsors, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. And we want to remind everyone, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating on Spotify. Be sure to follow us on socials at Attractions Magazine uh, and all our YouTube, Instagram. Uh, just look up Attractions on all of You'll them. You'll find us. You can find me uh, at theunofficialguides.com. Uh, and believe it or not, I have a new book I have to finish writing this week, too. <laughs> oh, <no>. Yay! <laughs> uh, but until next week, uh, we hope that you folks stay safe try something new and most importantly have fun and we will see you all next time bye bye